1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Yak Gadget, made in America, based outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Yak Gadget offers all kinds of storage accessories, quick mount motor mounts, anchor systems, track mounted accessories, even paddles. Go to yakgadget.com and get your kayak decked out for your next trip out on the water. The 153 Bay Company, based in Troy, Ohio, make everything from plastics to custom painted hard baits. Hook them hard and hook them off. All of our baits are made to order and all of our hard baits are hand painted to order. So go to the153anglers.com to place your order today. To hell and back is in the job description. Being roughed up, scuffed up, run over, kicked, thrown, dropped, dumped, and done the unthinkable is a duty we've embraced for more than 40 years. Through superior engineering and constant innovation, only Pelican has conquered the chaos a life of ambition can dish out. And we've done it to empower you. Welcome to the Real Down on Battle Infinite with your hosts, Dan Perry and Jimmy Skinner, where we talk about everything in tournament kayak fishing. Here we go. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Reel Down on Paddling Finn. Uh, how you doing, Jimmy? Pretty good, man. Welcome back. Yeah, I'm still digging that background, man. I, I gotta step this is so ghetto. Like I, I gotta step up my game. If you're watching this, Jimmy has like baits and the TV in the middle. Yeah. Dude, I highly recommend the seven dollar LED strips. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I that. I'm I'm getting shown up over here. I gotta figure it out. Dude, so, so real quick sidetrack. Does that Pelican intro video just make you want to do something extreme? <laughs> like every time we watch it, I'm just like, dude, I just want to go jump off something or I mean a Pelican I, case. Yeah, I'm not trying to mess with their kayaks. I mean, they, we're not sponsored by their kayaks, their gear, just their gear, but they uh I mean they're they're great for getting people in sport. I don't want to put it put down anybody that actually has one. Because you know, as long as somebody gets a kayak, that's good. But uh, yeah, there are cases. I mean, th- this isn't. We didn't talk about doing a promo for them, but their stuff is legit, man. Like, I'm really happy to have them part. I need some more of their gear. So, I've got like the the dry box that I used to keep on my black pack. Now I keep it in the kayak. I keep my keys and stuff in there. Yeah, man, their stuff is as good as it gets. You know, like yeah, it's nice and all that. But even their coolers are top, absolute top of the line. So, yeah, a little 
little sponsor. Right? I need to get me one of their coolers. I'm yeah. a cooler like whore. I have to try all the coolers. Dude, let me buy one of yours because I got like a 1992 igloo that needs to. <laughs> I'm, it's not even a cooler. They, they should not call it a cooler. It's a box. It's a yeah. box that holds ice. It's a, Is like, it one of the it, ones with like fold down top? Oh, yeah. And yeah. not only that, it's so old. I replaced the snaps because they wore out. <laughs> I didn't even know you could do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's he, hilarious. It's nice. I still got one of those though. It's sitting outside. It won't die. But like you said, it doesn't keep anything right. cold. I mean, it's yeah. got an air gap in it, like that big. Yeah, you couldn't even give that thing away. Nobody wants a like. It was the marine version. Like ooh, <laughs> I paid more for the marine. No man, that, that thing don't hold ice. It says seven days on air. Maybe seven, like like literally hours. Maybe yeah, seven hours if you're lucky. And I always, thought, I always thought like. Yetis and all that were a little dumb, but the price of ice has really went up. Like I used to kind of talk some trash about people. I had these fancy coolers like, mm, I ain't got nothing else to spend my money on. And then they, uh, yeah, ice, I don't know, for some reason, water and ice got really expensive. Yeah. I didn't, I'm not like brand tied to any one brand. I like my big 65 is an Arctic brand and it does great. Got the little trays and stuff in it. And then I just got a uh, shout out to Brad Herleboss. He just got me one of the, uh, the Yeti Hopper 12s, like the soft oh, like, yeah. lunchbox looking one. And I got their little ice pack for it that like perfectly fits the bottom. And it sat in the back of my kayak in 85 degree weather all day. And then I left it in my truck and like completely forgot about it. And I went out there at the end of the day and just checked and the water was still cold in it. And I was like, finally. There you go. I'm down my little Ozark trail cooler. It ain't doing that. <laughs> but, yeah. All right. So we're here tonight. Let's, and this is actually going to be our last live show. I think we announced that. And we, we got to talk to the KBN guys, let them know. They can have it. Yeah. They, well, they can, that, you know, if they want to change your time up, we had a, a nice deal going. We love that show to, you know, like we're friends with both those guys and, and they put on a great show. And Ryan, one of our guests tonight, he was just on there. But uh, yeah, so we're, we're going to not do live anymore. Most people listen anyway. So well, it's just, it's, it gets to be a lot to do on a Monday night. It's hard to get in touch with guys sometimes. Yeah. And I feel like we could better prepare for some of the shows if we had a couple of days that we could, you know, get pictures and like get more details to talk up and stuff like that. It just, it just was frustrating. It works. I mean, I'm glad we have the people tune in that we do. Yeah, we, and, we make it happen. But there's just sometimes people can't get on the show like that quick because they're still driving home. They, you know, they've been gone for a long time and their wife's upset because they're or their husband. For the people that do like to watch, I'm sure we'll still post the YouTube links. So, like, if you do want to watch it, you know, we'll just on that day that it goes live on the podcast, we'll. We'll throw it up on the on the yeah. Facebook page, and you can just give it a click. If you just gotta see my face, you can still do it. I mean, no, no one ever except for my. <laughs> All right, yeah, we'll go ahead and get to it. So tonight we have the KBF Candlewood Lake uh, Day One and Day Two winners. We have Ryan Nye and John Richardson. Here we go. Let me bring them in. Hey guys, how y'all doing? Good. How are you? Good. Good. How you doing? There we go. All right. So, uh, yeah, doing good. Thank you all for being on the show. And, uh, yeah, we're here to talk about the tournament. It was a 
a lot of really high numbers. Expect, ex, uh, like, I don't know what fishing is like in Connecticut because I've never been there, but uh, 97 and I'll go over the numbers here. Day one, Ryan, you won that one with 97 and a half. Uh, Trisha and Angelia. I know I said that wrong, but congratulations to her. 96 and three quarter. John Tribbins third with 96 inches. And John Richardson, you were in ninth with 92. Still a heck of a bag, 92 inches. Derek Brundle with the big fish, 21 inches. Um, and then day two, 65 anglers. John, you won that with, with 97 and a quarter. Jody Queen, 95 and three quarter. Nick Alley with 95 inches. And big fish was Ryan, uh, I think it's Makowitz. We had him on not too long ago. Great guy. Uh, yeah, those numbers seem really high for Connecticut. If the big fish was only 21 day one and 21 and a half day two, and y'all are catching 97 inches, I mean, they're all like good, good averages. Yeah. Oh, and shout out, uh, shout out to John's wife. She got sixth on day two. Yeah. She also had 90 inches. Just a family of hammers. Yeah. <laughs> who's, the be- who's the better angler? You better say her. Oh, did we lose? Oh, it's frozen. Yeah, she's quite. She's quite a one. <laughs> All right, we'll get. He's froze up. We'll give him a minute to come back here. But uh, we'll go ahead and start with intro. Know what to say? So I'm going to say. Oh, can you turn off your camera? I think it. You're a little lagging there. It's we. We can't understand what you're saying. He's happy though. He's froze up and didn't <laughs> smiling. I, I like it. Here, right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna pull him out real quick, and then I'm gonna message him. There we go. Yeah, yeah, John, just come back with audio only, no video. But Ryan, yeah, man, uh, since you've never been on show before, kind of tell everybody who you are and how you got into kayak fishing and what you do whenever you're not fishing. Um. I got into kayak fishing probably, I think 2018 was my first year in the sit-in, like everybody starts in and <clears throat> packing as much stuff around you as you can. Um, when I'm not fishing, I my real job, I'm a photographer. So wow, cool. that's what I do nine to five, but fish when I can. Who do you do, do photography for? for? Um, I do, I'm full time for a company that does like, um, school photos, senior photos, that sort of stuff. And then on the side, I do my own thing with sports, but sports and COVID didn't really mix. So I haven't done sports in a while, but the school thing is my like full time gig. Awesome. I I know my kid just did T-ball pictures and them damn things are expensive. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. No, they are expensive. I agree. Yeah. Can you hear us now, John? It's broken up. Broken up, huh? Yeah, I'm on no, but I can't hear you. Uh oh. Yes, it's broken up. Oh, there he goes. I'll take care of it. Well, uh, while I'm trying to get John in, Ryan, why don't you tell us a little bit about um, about Candlewood and that area and that just that fishery? Because it, I mean, I didn't know y'all 
y'all had that kind of fishing up there at all. So I'd love a nice little lake breakdown. Uh, yeah. I mean, I took, I, it's, it's like an hour and a half from my house. And I've never been there. Um, prior to Wednesday, I, uh, pre-fished Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Um, I think I went in with the same thoughts as a lot of people. I thought it was going to be like really clear. Um, that didn't really end up being the case. Um, but I mean, it had like three, four feet of visibility. So I guess it's what you consider clear, but we have Lake George and that kind of stuff up here where you can see (laughs) forever. It seems like, um, but no, it's, it's an awesome lake and, all my fish that were on the board are all um, smallmouth. I know that place has giant largemouth in it too. Um, but pre-fishing, I found a lot of fish on beds, and I thought that was going to be the deal. And every smallmouth I came across seemed like it was between eighteen and twenty. And man, that's I a thought, great problem to have. I mean, yeah, I, I, didn't, like, I, didn't oh. mind, but I really thought that was going to be a hundred inches each day, like. You know, I, I didn't think 100 inches was going to be out of the realm. So when I had it 97 and a half, I was like, like, uh-oh. Tanks. I should have pulled this up on the on the computer. But nope, there it is. Dude, oh, that man. thing's just as tall as it is long. I love it. Yeah, they, they were big. They were big fish. Um, I, I can honestly, I didn't click on it. Like in my head, it said black bass, and I was like, largemouth. And then... You just said that, so I just had to go back and take a look at it. And do that. Yeah, yeah, no, they were all small eyes, dude. It was it was a lot of fun, and I mean, they were up, they were on beds. You could see them, and some of them were all the way up in two feet. Some of them were a little deeper, six, and then past six, you couldn't really see unless it was one of those giant beds that they make and lights up like a Christmas tree. But if they were on that, they were gone by big boats pretty quick. So, do you do, do you find them bedding out there? Like obviously you said you couldn't see them, but do you find the smallmouth bedding deeper sometimes? Like yeah, yeah, I I think so. I and I think they were bedding out there. Um, I kind of found that later in the day on um, Saturday. I found three fish on beds, and then I the, I kept running around the beds, and they were all like empty, or there was people on them, and I don't know. We had we had a bunch of big tournaments out there, and. Um, like big boat tournaments. There was one Thursday, I think, one Friday, and then a 70-something boat tournament Saturday and Sunday. So those guys were picking fish off beds, and obviously those ones don't come back. So <laughs> that, yeah. that made it difficult to be bed fishing. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that they I think they spawn out in that deeper water, too, just as much as they spawn in the part fast, that two-foot realm where some of them were, which is yeah. crazy because the 20-inch smallmouth and two feet of water is – Fun. Yeah. yeah. Can you hear us now, John? Yeah. I think we I got a big delay. But my phone's getting really hot. Oh. Well, they don't have a have a tech fire in the living room. That ain't good. <laughs> Man, don't let your phone catch on fire. The, the show is so fire that the phone caught up. <laughs> That's correct. I don't think I've caught like I've never done betting smallmouth. It's <laughs> yeah, it is. But but the uh, I've done them in like less than five foot, and it's always fun. Oh yeah, I I don't. We don't get a lot of like being up north. Everybody thinks that we have all these lakes that are full of giant smallmouth, and at least in Connecticut, we don't have a lot of that. Like we have some lakes that have smallmouth, but they're not giants by any means. Like 
So I don't get to do that a lot either. And going down there and the first one I pulled up on, on a bed was 1975. And I was like, this is, <laughs> this is different. Like I wasn't, I wasn't used to it. I'm, I'm local, I guess you could say, but I, I wasn't prepared for all that. But See, sometimes the timing and the cards just play out or you, you see something like that, that you just, it's not normal for the area. I, I had a buddy experience that this weekend on Gunnersville. He like, everybody's fishing like mostly post spawn and like off deep. And he was just kind of running out of luck and he went back somewhere stupid shallow and a just big mud hole. And between him and another guy, there were probably 10 fish over 18 caught there. Really? And then like he, it was a really bad bite from what he said. Like they would take the frog down, but they wouldn't inhale it. And they would do that 10 times before you'd hook one. And they would just, oh. Oh, but I mean, it's just, why no one knows it's just you never see yeah. that there on the show holy crap here we go it's <laughs> <laughs> not good now man what happened yeah my wife's brand new i12 oh there you go cool well man tell everybody who you are and how you got into fishing and all that good stuff um john richardson i live in uh Gosstown, new hampshire i've been fishing like all you guys uh all my life I've done everything from uh, just red, fun bass fishing. Then I got into saltwater fishing, striper fishing, ground fishing, giant bluefin tuna fishing for five years, bought a sport fishing boat, got out of that. Then my wife was doing the kayak fishing and I went with her to the national championship in 18 and uh, Kentucky Lake. And I saw how much fun it was. So that's when I said, I'm getting into this. What, what is that's a ground? Awesome. What's that? Like you say ground? Uh, ground fishing, like cod, haddock, you know, oh. the eating kind of fish. Mm, yeah. Yep. Cool. That's a term I didn't know, but now I do. Yeah. There we go. Judy coming through. I think this is the first time I've heard of the wife being the first into the sport and the husband following, which, I mean, it's not bad. It's just not most of them. The wives go with us because they're like, well, you're never home. If this is what I have to do to spend time with you, I guess I'll go. That's, no, that's pretty cool. She hit it first. That's exactly what it is. Like we fish together, and everybody's jealous because we're really happy, happily married. And uh, yeah. funny thing is, all we do fishing together is drive to the fishing spot and drive home to the fishing spot. We never fish together. It's really weird. Wow. No, that's probably a good key to y'all's success because I'm I'm starting to believe that like partner style fishing just is not a good thing. For I, I mean, may work for some people. I've got two buddies up here that literally could spit on each other's boat the whole yep. time they fish together, and they both do excellent. Probably yep. catching fish out of a barrel or something. But anytime I fish with buddies, it does not work for me. Like right. it's like that. There's only five fish in that area, and that person's gonna get them five fish. <laughs> right. Well, there you go. Yeah, we. I, it was a great week for female anglers. Not only your wife, but. Uh, Trisha got second in this tournament. There was another female angler that got third or second or third in another tournament we're going to talk about later. But yeah, female anglers on the come up. I, I like it, man. Right. Cool. So uh, hey, let's talk about pre fishing. Who got to, uh, did either of y'all do any pre fishing? You want to go first, Ryan? Yeah, I can go first. Um, I pre fished Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Um, Wednesday, I went back. The last two weeks, we've, I said, I like the change. The last two weeks, all the winners we've had, none of them have pre-fished. They've all just like, meh, let's wing it. 
right? <laughs> it's I like, so we, like we try to have a show on pre-fishing and how you figure that out and how you, and then they're like, nah, just wing it. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's move show on. Up and get them. I wish that would be nice. <laughs> that would be nice. Um, but no, I went Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. I fished pretty much all day, all three days. Um, with this tournament, they kind of the uh, I launched at Latin's Cove the first day on the um, south end of the lake because we weren't allowed to launch up at the north end because that ramp was closed to us launching and whatever. Um, so I launched down there and I fished around down there a little bit. And I, I caught a couple of fish, but it, I don't know, it just didn't really, it just didn't fit what I wanted to be doing. Um, and then once they opened Squants, I just spent the rest of my time up north and I just went all over the place up there. Um, Thursday, I saw a ton of beds and I was just going around marking beds and I'd catch a couple of them, but I wasn't catching everything I saw. Um, Friday, I went back out. Well, Thursday, I found a little area. It was probably... I mean, I can tell you it was as big as a dock. <laughs> um, and there was three fish in that little area that were all probably between 18 and 20. Um, they were all smallmouth. You could see all of them. So I marked that, kept going, found a couple other fish. Um, came back to that on Friday on my way out of pre-fishing. And the people had come and put their dock in over two of the three fish that I could see there. Um so I guess that was just kind of part of it, um, but they put their dock. Me, can you move this? Yeah, their dock was like out of the water, I guess, for the winter or whatever, and they just put it in later than everybody else, and they literally put it over two beds with giant smallies on them. And right. <laughs> there was one off to the corner that was just—it was like half under, half out—and that fish stayed there. But I couldn't obviously see the other ones. I couldn't get to the other ones. Um, and then on my way uh, back to the bow ramp, I marked another twenty. That was up, it was literally probably, I don't know, 70 yards from the boat ramp. Um, and those two fish, I was just hoping were going to be there on Saturday. <laughs> but that's all I did. I just went around and marked beds and I tried stuff out deep. It just never worked. I never got anything figured out out there. I fished flats where they should be coming in, coming and going and never got that going. I just never got anything going besides seeing them on beds and catching them up shallow. So that was my pre-fishing. It was more so you, than fishing. You said you were covering water. What kind of kayak are you in? I'm in an Old Town Predator PDL. Boom. Nice. There you go. Old, old Town. town. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got three Old Town people in here. Woo. Perfect. There you go. Yeah. There you go. And what yeah, no, I love that thing. That thing's a, it's a 2017, and I see, I see Jack Tibbins here in the comments. It was his boat before it was mine. He sold it to me, used, and... I know he beat that thing up for a couple of years and I've been beating it up ever since. And I think it's given me zero issues, dude. I love that boat. Yep. <laughs> love it. OG in the house, Mr. Brian Schiller. Yeah. <laughs> what, what kind of kayak you in, John? I, uh, I bought a used Predator. Mine's a 2018. I absolutely love it. It cuts through the water and uh, super comfortable. I can fish in it for, uh, 12 hours a day. No problem. Love it. There you go. You know, that's a boat I hear a lot of good things about. Like I, I launched with like most of the old town team at the Logan Martin tournament. And like, I think all of them, but one were in predators. None of them were in any of the new model pedal boats. They had just released the autopilot. They had one on a stand, but they didn't have one in the water. But like, I was like, y'all, y'all seriously like, I mean, they've been around for a good minute. 
Oh, yeah. And uh, all those guys were like, I mean, and girls, there were a few women in them. They were like, no, this thing is not worth getting rid of. And Dude, I mean, it's awesome. And then don't yeah. die. <laughs> I, I've literally like, never been. That's one of the only boats I haven't tried. I, I'm Honestly, I'm about to have a sportsman now, and I have to get a new kayak for a, a team I'm on. And the, um, like, I want to get, I, I wish I had, I knew somebody that had the big water or predator. I just don't know anybody that has one around here. And there's no team members down here. So, right. Can't even try one. Yeah, they're tough to get right now. Blind by it. Yeah, they are. But yeah, all right. So yeah, we'll go into a tournament. Ryan, you won day one. Tell us about your. Well, we didn't. Did we give John a chance to talk about prefish? Oh no, I'm sorry. I I got lost in the the predator. Was very (laughs) very similar to Ryan's. I went around. I waypointed and waypointed and just stood up and paddled around and just 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 checked for beds. I was catching fish. They were really aggressive on the beds. And after a while, I stopped even trying to fish for the fish because I just needed to see them. And then um, I knew that there was three big bass fishing tournaments and boats. And you know what they do. They're like minesweepers. They just sweep everything right out of them. <laughs> um, Saturday, there was going to be possibly some pretty good bags in the morning. But when the bass guys come in, it's over. So you need to have a plan B. And um, my plan B was just sniffing around the docks and those uh, seawalls. And uh, I did really good picking up fish there and on the steep, uh, steep rock outcroppings that come down and the water gets deep real quick. There's like steps in there and I was throwing a Ned rig and I was hopping it down those steps and I was having really good luck with that. Dang, walking the Ned. I like it. Yep. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Old stare technique. The old stair to yeah, stair <laughs> All right. So now we'll go into day one, Ryan. You, you had the big bag, man. Tell us about it. Was it just bed fishing all day? It was it was not. Um like like John just said, you kind of had that morning and when the bass boats got out there, it seemed like they were if you had a waypoint, you didn't even need to mark it because you could just look around where the bass boats were because they were already on them. Um <clears throat> but I started the morning on a bed, the bed that the dock was over. Um, the one that was left, <laughs> um, so I flipped in there. I think I caught my third flip in there. It was a 19.75. Um, so I caught that one and I ran right back to the boat ramp where everybody had just left from. And <clears throat> that 20 was still there. Um, and that one, that one took me a little while. It was chasing bluegill around it. It was not interested in anything that I was doing. <laughs> but once yeah, I that's definitely when they get tough, when they're in their like spawning set and when they're chasing, like bluegill and sunfish that like that's about the only time I lose all confidence when I'm <laughs> at all like sight fishing them if I see one start like running a sunfish off I'm like ah never mind I'm I'm done I'm just going to go find another fish yeah yeah no but it was aggressive so it like makes you want to stay it's like once once I get this thing's attention it's going to eat it it's just getting its attention so I sat there for a little while and I eventually caught that one um on the bed and then I ran all the way back out, I pedaled that thing all over the lake, um, just looking for beds that people weren't already on. Um, 
but I pedaled all the way back out and got to there's a little point out there and there was a couple fish that were spawning on it and there was no boats. And I think there was, I think we saw three there um, in the couple days of pre-fishing that I was there. And when I got up there, I could see one and I caught it. It was 18 and a half. And at that point it was already, I don't know, it was like the, the big boat tournaments already started. Um, and I didn't really have a plan B, but I knew that these big boat guys wanted to see them. They wanted to look at them. So I went to, it was a similar bank to what I was fishing with the docks and the docks kind of all set up the same, but it was a shaded bank. Um, and I saw two boats on it all day because during tournament hours, you couldn't, you couldn't sight fish it. You couldn't see. And I just started blind casting a Texas rig craw around and dragging it super slow on the bottom. Um, I am not a Ned rig guy by any means. And if I can avoid that, I will 100% grab a casting rod and start throwing that around. Um, so that's what I did. And I fished down that bank for maybe 15 minutes and caught a 19 change and kept doing it. I caught a 17 and then, um, I ended up, somebody passed me there for a little bit and I was like, Oh, here we go. <laughs> and then I turned around and I came back down the same bank and I got a 20 and a quarter. I got another one, um, that bumped me to my limit. Um, now it was early. It was still, I don't know, maybe 1130 or 12 o'clock. So we still had, we still had time. Um, so I went down the lake a little bit more to an area where we marked a couple beds or I marked a couple beds and pulled in there, went to one that I saw. Well, there was two that I saw. The obvious one was gone <laughs> and there was one that the bed was so small and it was just, it was one of those fish that was chasing bluegill around. I sat there for probably a half hour and I hooked this fish. I get it, I don't know, halfway to the bow on 30 pound braid and it breaks off. I was like, I, I don't know how that just happened, but okay. So it broke like at the tip of my rod. So this thing's swimming around with like eight feet of line on it and it goes right back to the bed. So I flip in there, I hook the line. I'm like, okay. So I start hand lining this thing in Come on. and it breaks me off again. <laughs> and the thing is jumping out of the water going nuts. I'm like that, that was, it was 19 at least. It was probably better than that. I don't know, but and it's God, to throw the bait, and now it broke off at the hook. I don't have a chance to, you know, it's not going to eat. Things jumping out of the water. I'm like, okay. So I, like, I don't know what's going on. So I grab, I run the braid back through the rod, and I pull it tight, and it breaks again. And the last eyelet on my rod, the insert, was cracked in half. And the thing was like a razor blade. So I guess that's on me for not checking stuff before the tournament. And I've had the same thing happen. I didn't even know that was a thing. And I broke. 65 pound braid one night frog fishing and didn't know why. And, uh, I was talking to somebody about it and he was like, check the, the insert on the very last tip. And it was split right where the line passes through. Mm -hmm. it. Yep, that's it was, exactly what happened. I broke it in there and it'll, if it's cut or something, it'll grab it. Just yeah. yeah. I cut right through it. Like it wasn't even, it was, it was odd. And I was like, I don't even know how it just happened. And then the things jumping and there's line flying out. And I'm like, Maybe I can hook that line, and then I do, and it breaks again. So I don't know. And that was that was the last fish bite, whatever you want to say, that I had. And I thought I thought going into this tournament, it was going to be a hundred inches easily. Like I thought there was going to be a couple guys with a hundred. I know guys were seeing them. I every fish I saw, it seemed was 
better, like 18 to 20 and some bigger than that. And then that lake has giant largemouth in it too. So not, not only the smallies were involved, but if somebody found one of those 22 inch largemouth, I mean, I, I really thought it was going to be over hundred. So when I lost that one, I could have been around 98. I was like, all right, well, I guess second, third, fourth will have to do, but <laughs> <laughs> yep. held out. They, they actually, uh, Something happened in a Bassmaster College event last year where somebody, a team, broke off a fish and they had a bunch of line out. And then later in the day, they went back to the same area and they saw the line swimming around and they hand fish, hand, you know, pulled the fish in, put it in their live well, and they got DQ'd because they couldn't guarantee that it was the same fish. Even really? though it had their bait and their line in the same place. They couldn't 100% for some reason in the rules. Ah, there would have been an ass whipping involved in that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> because they took their eyes off that fish. They got the cute. That was really. Stuff. Yeah. My eyes didn't leave that thing. and It was driving me nuts. <laughs> I'm like, this thing's just jumping next to me. I'm like, oh my God. And I just never got it. There's but. nothing that hurts your pride more than when you lose a fish and then it does its little like F you jump out of the water and then takes off. You know off. what doesn't help? When it does that twice. <laughs> I drove that thing off twice in five minutes. I'm like, I gotta get. I've been like throwing just, my net at it, just uh, like. Oh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's driving me nuts. But, yeah, that that was my Saturday, man. It just ended up holding up, and I know that there was guys that were that were on them. I when I started on that dock fish, there was a guy that started two docks down, and me and him were close all day. And he, I caught that first one. It was 1975, and. I, I submit it and I look at the scoreboard and that dude just submitted a 1975. Wow. And I was like, okay, so there's two right here and like two docks. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know what else this guy has marked because he could just go down this bank and keep catching 19s. Well, that's when I left and went to the 20 that I was hoping was still there after everybody had left the boat ramp. <laughs> but how do you catch it? Is there a certain bait that you're, that you, that you were using or? Um, the one I broke off was on a Tokyo rig. Um, the rest of them were on a uh, Texas rig craw, just like a Berkeley craw. But I, I really don't think it would matter what you threw in there. Those fish were just super aggressive, and they were just eating whatever landed on their bed. That, that's what I found. I don't know. I'm I'm super jealous that y'all still have that going on. That's long gone down here, and I miss it already. Like. <laughs> All right, but and and you had a decent day too. Too, it just it was tougher because it was um just you weren't able to sight fish as many fish or just kind of caught them all on day one. I, I didn't even. I started where I caught the two on the the shade bank um, on Saturday. I started over there, and I I was like, I just know it didn't get any pressure and everything else. If if it was a bed that I could see, these big boats are seeing it. Was my was my thought, and if they saw it, it was gone because they were all aggressive. They were all eating. They were all, you know. So um, day two, yeah, I started over there and I caught two. I caught a nineteen, I think, and a seventeen pretty quick. And I was like, okay, maybe maybe I can get a limit here and be doing all right. And then I stayed there for a couple hours. And like John said earlier, once that once it got you know a little bit later in the day, it just seemed it was just a lot harder to get them. Um, and then I ended up catching one off like a windblown little point thing that was 15. And, but they were all dragging that craw. That's, I caught every single fish doing that. 
Um, well, I and the ring would come out if I needed to get one off a of bed, but yeah, I don't know. I just that's, that's what I did. And yeah. I, I saw a lot of guys throwing neds and drop shots and little finessey stuff, but if I can get away with it, flipping, flipping them and big hooks and bigger rods and stuff like that, I'd much rather. All right, John, how about you? You had a good day one, too. You had 90. Uh, ninth place, 92 inches. Did you get a check for that? Uh, I was first loser in that. Oh, <laughs> I hate that. I thought you, you got the double dip. But, yeah, tell us about your day one, day two. All right, real quick. Day one, um, like I said, I was I was counting on bed fishing. I, I, I paddled uh, pedaled three and a half miles to get to one 19.75 that bit the night before, and I said, I got to go get that money fish first even though it's a long, long paddle. I was the furthest guy north out of anybody. And I, I got to the got to the bed, bed area around the islands. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. And you couldn't see down in the water. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So I said, well, I'll just throw a top water and see if I can get something to happen. And then I'll go back to the beds when the sun comes up. So I just went around the side of the island, started uh, working a spook, and I ended up getting like a 16-inch bass. And I had a bunch of just small fish biting it. So then I went back to the islands and uh, you, you could see the bed, but there was no fish in it. So I backed off. I fished all the beds anyways, just in case they were hanging, you know, hanging right off the bed and you couldn't see them. But that wasn't the case. So then I kind of did a freelance and went down the bank. It had a sharp cutoff uh, rock formations and, you know, the step down rocks into deep water. And I threw the spook down there. And I, I was standing up at this time and I saw a big fish come up after it. And then it didn't didn't take the spook and it took off. So I took the spook back off and then I threw us a, a Ned over in the area it came from. And right away I got a 1975, which made me feel like a real fisherman at that point. Cause I, <laughs> I was like, yes, I don't really have a plan anymore but that worked pretty damn good. So I kept on going down that that bank there and i picked up one more fish uh 16 inch largey with a ned off those step you know real steep steep cutoffs then i i pedaled back uh i call it the h it's like the center of like four different ways you can go at candlewood and um i had a couple of spots there and the fish were all gone and then i said i've got another spot i can go to and that was a spot same thing it was rock formation steep and I caught a couple of fish in that area. And then, but they weren't big, they were smaller fish, like 14s and 15s. And now I've got nothing on my sleeve. I said, well, I'll go back to the docks when I pre-fished and I did catch a few over 19s. And that's, uh, that where I spent the day? It was just such a long weekend. Um, yeah, that's where I spent the rest of the day and I ended up catching off of the, the, uh, the storm walls on everybody's front yards the water really pounds up against that. And for some reason they were right in there, right on the walls. That's my Saturday. And I was, 
I was like tickled pink to be in ninth place because my wife and I were talking. If we were top 10, I'd be thrilled. But when I got there and I looked at all the competition, I said, maybe we got to revise this because there's some, some pretty big dudes here. So maybe top 20. And uh, I was really thrilled with ninth place. Yeah, no, yeah. be crazy respectable. Yes. Uh, the field was stacked for this one for sure. Huge. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah. what about your day two? Right, too. I was so happy with ninth. You're not going to believe this, but I was just like, I'm going to have a fun day of fishing is what I boiled it down to. <laughs> and uh, my wife and I got to the launch late. So we didn't get, get didn't leave till like 5.30 off the launch. Everybody else is long gone. And um, I just think I work pretty good in the morning first thing. I've got a place not too far away. It's an off offshore area. It's got about 10 feet of water four feet of weeds, a carpet of weeds and weed lines. And I, I ran that spook up and down, all across, all over, not a single bite. And I'm like, it's going to be a long day. Then I went over to my step rocks, nothing, not a single bite or anything. I hit two islands and did a couple laps just to see if anything was going on. They were wiped clean. Then I went over to the docks and um, I went around the corner of this marina and I, I see another kayak fisherman. He's in front of me. And then I saw a bass boat in front of him and they're all going down the same docks I plan on spending the whole day on. So I guess good karma came into play here. I said, I'll just let these guys move ahead real slow and then I'll, I'll just go really slow behind these guys. And that's what I did. I saw the kid in front of me in the kayak catch two bass right in front of me. I caught nothing on the first two docks and then I just started catching 119 after another, fishing super slow, making a lot of casts. Just multiple, multiple casts in the same spots. And, uh, All with the net, too? With the net, and it worked fantastic. Yeah. On the seawall, um, they had any vegetation that was hanging over the seawall. It was just something a little bit different about that one one item. Um, I would hit that 20 or 30 casts, and that's how I got those fish. Wow. Never that's saw crazy. Never saw a fish the whole time. It was all just casting and fishing. I'll throw the throw a bait in the same spot like three or four times, not 30. It's funny because once I got my first five fish, I didn't have all 19s at that point. But when I got my first five, I was recording them all. And a father and a son came along in a bass boat in the tournament. And they said, how are you doing? I said, I'm doing pretty good. And he goes, uh, we haven't caught a single fish. And I wanted to say you're going too fast because, you know, bass guys in the boats like to throw spinner baits and just fast move. Baits, and that just was not where it was at. And another thing I think that came into play was the area I was in would replenish a lot because you can't cast under a lot of the docks there. So they have habitat under all of these docks that you can't reach. There's no way you can get to them. And the only way I was catching them was on the seawall and on the walkways that come out to those uh, the docks that are out further. And I think that came into play a lot because there's, there were just so many big fish in there. Wow. I would love to have a day of just 19 after 19. Sick. It was, I sick. mean, I got so many that were close to the same size. I'm like, they're not going to believe this. They're not going to believe this. <laughs> oh, they would have, they'd have been believing it. I'd have had videos of me freaking out and just, I get excited <laughs> when I get on like, like I've had a decent day where I've caught, you know, multiple 18s that were all like, they were all 18, five, like 18 and a quarter. Yep. And that right there makes me like, just, I was, I was so alive that day. I was recording videos of me just 
freaking out, man. If I <laughs> if I get on a day like both of y'all had, oh yeah, my heart probably couldn't take it, man. I'd probably stroke out and die. Smallmouth bass spring <laughs> just put on a show, just oh, jump. especially if they were smallmouth, man. Yeah. Smallmouth. And you're just like, get in the boat, get in the boat. And you're reaching for the net and they miss, they see the net and they dive down and your pole's going under the prop. It's like, I need my GoPro. I really do. <laughs> I knew people were talking about Cannawood, like it was going to be the deal whenever this tournament came up and it, it really showed yeah. up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, that's an awesome lake. I, and I thought, I mean, I'm, I know some that's a lot of What was that? Now you and you live so close, you can go back anytime. Uh, as I said to my buddies, I'm like, we, we gotta come here all the time. Like, why are we not coming here? Like, it's far, but who cares? <laughs> no. Right. But it gets a lot of pressure too. There's there's tournaments on that like all the time, like probably five six times a week. And there's two ramps, and there's tournaments that are both ramps on the weekends, and it's just a busy lake. But I mean, clearly the fish hold up to it. I mean, yeah. I would say for it to be high pressure, it would be doing just fine. Hmm. They're there. But, yeah, that, that was a blast. Cool. Well, what well, you got next? Yeah. You, you did get at this one. What do you got on the for the next tournament down the road? Uh, for KBF stuff, I think that's it for me until um, Louisiana for the championships. Um, the uh, I think I'm going to try to get up to Champlain for the Hobie event. Um, and then we have that, um, elite, elite kayak series up here. Um, and they're doing a couple events around that I would like to go to. So do some of that stuff. And I fish, I fish locally too with, um, any Bassin and Slay Nation and those guys. So, um, just mess around. I usually have a tournament every weekend, so <laughs> we're doing something, you know, stay oh, busy. Nice, man. What about you, John? What's your next one on the list? I just had to ask my manager where we're going. (laughs) (laughs) We're doing Mesolonsky for the elite elite uh, tour, and then we're going up to Champlain. She's got us so booked up this uh, this summer; it'd make anybody jealous. Man, you are living the dream. I mean, your wife has got all this covered. I'm (laughs) jealous. My wife is. My wife knows where I'm going, but she doesn't like plan this for me identifiers she writes down the codes she does absolutely everything books the hotels and i'm just like thank you thank you thank you thank you dang you at least drive though right i back up the trailer though that's what i'm good at i'm a good (laughs) (laughs) dude that's so cool it is we're a good team nah clearly y'all y'all both did great y'all had great weekends oh we did Well, we know it's late for y'all East Coast guys. Sorry. And we appreciate y'all staying up so late. Uh, John, we'll start with you. Uh, give me a chance to shout out anybody that makes fishing easier besides your wife. Well, I mean, you can shout her out again. But uh, uh, Richardson, Pro Staff, Old Town Kayaks. Uh, what else? You're like Pro Staff for everything now. Where She's in the background. I know she's. Yeah, get her in here. Come on. Good. Get in here. <laughs> <by> you. <laughs> <laughs> she's, in her, she's in her pajamas parading around so oh. but <laughs> no, she's a great girl um uh, dakota lithium she's a pro staff for them i just got sponsored by them he he saw me win first place and he says you're on the team so that was kind of cool very cool <laughs> yeah storm is a good guy yeah and then also um all the lake people of uh 
Candlewood were off the charts nice. They were so right. awesome. The people came down, if they're doing yard work, they'd look at the kayaking, they'd explain stuff, all kinds of questions. Um, I actually was talking to one landowner, one, one lake owner, and the lady in the next raft said, are you gonna come fish my raft? You could come down here, please. And I'm like, okay. And she happened to have a bass garage. It was one of those overhanging uh, dock with no no obstructions underneath. I ended up catching a big one right under her dock and just everybody was super nice down. The, the bass boat guys were all decent to deal with and it was just a really kind of cool weekend. It was awesome. Very cool. That's not awesome. always the case for sure. No, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Ryan, how about you, man? Uh, I'm going to have to disagree with the last thing. <laughs> um, I had a lady, that first fish I caught off of bed, it was it was like three minutes into the tournament. It, yeah. it was six six o'clock. I mean, it was it was early, but I, it was that bed fish. So I, I caught it, and it's a small mouth. It's jumping around. I look like an idiot with my net trying to get this thing. It's jumping out of the net, hitting the boat, hitting, splashing, whatever. And this lady comes out of her giant house on the lake. And she goes, excuse me, sir, do you know what time it is? I'm like, yeah, I don't know exactly what time it is because I've been sitting here for the last 40 minutes waiting for 6 o'clock. So. It's lines in time, lady. Yeah. Right. And she was like, um, well, if you could quiet down, you're being pretty loud. I'm like, well, I caught a fish. I'm not really sure what you want me to do. And she kept yelling in the background. It's pretty fun. I have, I have a GoPro on the whole weekend, so I'm going to try oh, to you, you, you can hear her in it, and she's yelling at me, and I'm just like, I, I don't know what you want me to do, but – that was, that was the only lady that gave me. I would have immediately turned into Mike Iconelli right then. <laughs> I would how, have. How loud could you have been? Were you like, like cussing excited or something? No, I was just, it was just splashing. And she was like, there was a kayaker here yet, or you were here yesterday. And I said, I wasn't here. I was like, maybe somebody was here, but it wasn't me. And she was like, well, it was a boat that looked like yours. I'm like, well, I don't, I don't know. Well, we all look the same. But no, I wasn't. I mean, the fish was like splashing and jumping and it was, you know, it's in the morning, it's pretty calm and whatever, but I mean, I don't know, whatever. She's, she'll be all right. And Jack, Jack Tibbins, he got third. Yeah. He had bass boat issues. So yep. yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Well, well we John's appreciate- just always smiling. So I'm assuming that people just, they just like John. They see him coming down the lake smiling. They're just like, no, nah, I'm just not going to give that guy any trouble. Hey, there's a fish right here, John. Come get yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get that. They were like, get away from my dog. And they were calling him into him. So I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's just me. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, well, shout out to anybody that makes fishing easy for you, Ryan. Right. Um, I mean, I don't really have any sponsors or anything. Um, that's why I bought a used Old Town three years ago. But. Um, <laughs> No, I um, I'm with Northbound Gear. They they make like um, cold weather gear, which is awesome. They help me out. Um, uh, obviously, this weekend it was 90 degrees all weekend. It didn't really come into play, but up here in the Northeast, we get a lot of freezing cold mornings when we go out, and that stuff is awesome. So you guys can check them out. But um, and then my girlfriend, I mean, she wow. has no issue with me leaving and going for a couple of days and taking work off and. She pretty much just says, don't suck. So that woman <laughs> she has to go do it. So I appreciate that. <laughs> don't suck. I love don't it. suck. Like it. Words to live by. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we appreciate y'all and thank y'all for staying up with us and good luck the rest of the year. Yeah. Yep. Thanks for having us. Thanks, guys. Yep. Bye-bye. Thanks, Judy. <laughs> <laughs>
He's in the shadows watching all this. <laughs> <laughs> I saw our I saw our shadows back there, like kind of, you know, it's like a simple <laughs> almost. Keep my finger high. Just hi hi. How you? Come on, come over. Just one finger. Pajamas hey. and all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank y'all. See y'all later. Thanks, yeah. guys. Yeah. Bye bye. All right. Got something in my eye here. Yeah. There you go. Hashtag don't suck. <laughs> Look at that tattoo. I got my arm, big giant letters. Don't suck. Yeah, you really know, cool I, I tried the, uh, the Jackson Orr thing. I, I wrote a couple of Bible verses on my hand to kind of keep me calm last weekend when I was fishing. I think next time I'm just going to write don't suck on each arm. Please do that. Oh, I'll do it. I'll do it on the top so you can see them in the pictures. <laughs> Well, what else we got for turn about the TD? You know, like Chris sucks, or you know. Oh, I should have this weekend because Nate didn't make it, so Nate was scoring fish. Oh, I almost when I I couldn't fish, but a few hours. Um, so I uh, I got off the water and went to lunch. I almost sent him a picture of uh, me sitting at uh, Mud Creek Barbecue eating catfish. Dude, I gotta try that place. I, I've heard it's good. I've honest to God, never had their barbecue. Their their shrimp and fried fish is so good. How you going to eat shrimp at a lake? I don't care. I mean, I'd eat it from the gas station. I'm that kind of iron glut, man. I don't care. All right. Well, I did have one thing to say. I I joined a team this week, actually announcing it right now. Uh, Summerland Outdoors was either, you know, gracious enough or dumb enough to allow me to be on their, their team. So, uh, so yeah, I'm gonna be representing Summerland Outdoors at uh, Columbus, Georgia. Great, uh, they're one of those shops that are like, you know, a great, um, almost like the dugout. I mean, it's the same thing. They, they have Jackson Hobie and uh, all the feel free Old Town and all that, but they're also a tackle shop. And they have all the cool stuff. So nice. Yeah, if y'all need a kayak, you know, they are shipping. So reach out to them. But uh, yeah, Summerland Outdoors, very, very, very cool shop, and very happy to be a part of it. But I, yeah, and also I wasn't here last week, so I could show off my trophy. Yeet! I won a, I won a tournament. There we go. We talked this, about it a little bit. You you gapped right. those dudes. Well, it's the first tournament that they that Iron City had a trophy. So I was like, I'm getting. I'm all, I don't care about the money. I mean, the money money is cool and all that, but dude, I want the trophy. So yeah, I guess I'm, just, I'm happy that me and you were talking about it after the show. Uh, the show before that tournament and you were like, dude, I, I hate that lake. And yeah. then like I checked on uh Tourney X and was like, look at old Dano. <laughs> I was like, he's killing him on a lake. He hates like, you gotta love it. Well, my mother and father-in-law live on that lake and I used to live by it. And so lay lakes just tough, man. That, well, I'll, I'll tell you the problem is it's spots. I love fishing for spots and there's large mouth and there's spots. And, Sometimes you can win with both. Whenever it's tough, you can usually win with spots. But I just said I'm going all largemouth, and that's why I want it. I just I usually get beat with spots is the problem. And I mean, we have great. It's Coosa River, so I mean, Play Lake is on part of the Coosa. So I mean, there's great spots, but three eighteen plus spots is that's hard to find because it's it's a three fish limit. But they're uh, you know they're hard to come by. So. Oh, there you go. Congrats, though. You did killer on that, man. Yeah, thanks. 
Yeah, I had like 55. It was, it was a good day for sure. I actually I caught the very last, I think I caught the last spawning fish on Lay Lake. It was under a mat. And, and there were more of them, along with some gar too, I think. But they were underneath them. The biggest one I caught was 20, and I caught underneath the mat. So I think mm-hmm. it was like the last spawner. What did you catch it on? Frog. That was frog, and the other two is like a 16 and a 19 something. I caught those on shaky hit, like off point post spawn. So like the last one spawning or there was a couple other under there that I kept going over and they just wouldn't get the frog. Like they were just slapping at it and they, they weren't trying to get it. But that one, I was lucky enough to get, I, I just made it angry enough, but the other two were off points. Like, you know, kind of, I don't know if it was from there, you would call it a secondary or like an actual, mouth on the main lake yeah it's kind of tough to tell what what you would call that but it was a stopping point on the way out because they were totally beat up was it in pretty deep water uh one was like it was on like a rocks like a riprap wall so that one was right outside the spawning flat so i guess that would be the secondary point and then the 19 i caught was out like main lake on a primary point but they all three looked exactly the same like totally beat up so yeah yeah but yeah i think that one was still spawning or it, it just finished like that day or something or, yeah but there we go well, so you, yeah you well, killer man good job yeah, thanks hopefully the rest of the year got some confidence going and those i'm really excited because the rest of the year we have two uh pickwick events coming up both bass and and we need to talk about that but bass and hobie and that's my favorite lake like i'm not saying i'm going to win but I'm putting in a lot of effort on those because that's that's my jam. I love some Pickwick in the summer. Whenever I saw those events on the schedule, like the first one, the KBF event earlier in the year, like a spawn, pre-spawn kind of KBF event, and there was so much rain that I knew that one was going to be tough. But the two summer and the summer and late summer events on Pickwick, yeah, I'm I'm I'm, 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 I'm not planning on cashing a check. I mean, I'm not. So. too confident in like the spot that I have for Pickwick, you know, it's skinny moving water and it's on fire right now, which is to me, it's kind of abnormal because usually it's wait till it gets really hot. And, uh, it, that actually kind of killed my confidence in going there for the Pickwick stop. I think that it'll be, you know, done and gone by then. And it'll be a, you know, just a lot harder to catch them there, but I've got like, three more spots going up the northern end of the lake that uh, I guess I need to get to checking them because I've never fished them in the summer before. So I've only ever fished them in like the winter or early spring. So the North Alabama event, that's the river event, right? No, we have, we have our Shoals stop, which is the Pickwick and Wilson. And then we have the river stop uh, at the end of the year. And the river stop is, um, Skinny moving water anywhere in the state from, I think, like Coleman to the state line. Gotcha. But yeah, so if anybody out there, if you're coming in town to practice for bass event, the, the bass is 24th. If you're coming in a weekend before to practice, come fishing North Alabama Kayak Anglers Tournament. They'll, uh, yeah, great tournament. Not a lot. I think it's what, $40, something like that. Yeah, it's 40 Yeah, but it's great. I mean, one of the best clubs in the state. If not, I mean, I'm saying that to be nice. It's the best club in the state. Uh, 
definitely the biggest. And they, uh, so yeah, you can win a lot of money and they give out all the prizes. Like if you want to fish one tournament, one club in Alabama, that's it. Um, I mean, Iron City, my club's on to come up, River Region. There's a bunch of good ones, Coosa River, but... Uh, There's good ones, but you can't... I'm sorry, you can't argue with that ours doesn't cover the best lakes in the state. I mean... Yeah, North Alabama's best... We're on the Tennessee River. I mean, like, I take nothing away from... Coosa spots are so much fun to catch, but, like, I don't know. I just feel like... I wish I lived where you did, where you do. Yeah, you know, I've been thinking about it. we we keep talking about moving to Tennessee, and then I like the one thing I think about is like, but yeah, man, I live like right here on the Tennessee River right now, like because we're we're talking about moving. That's not the case. I mean, there's still tons of great fishing in my style of fishing, but I like just being an hour from Gunnersville, or you know, an hour from Pickwick, five ten minute drive to Wheeler. It's you know, I don't ever go to Wilson. I need I need to fish. That's gonna be my goal next year. I'm gonna make sure I like make a point that that lake exists because I've heard two people do really good on that. And one of them is a good friend of mine, Adam riser. And he's like, Oh man, no, if I come down there, Wilson's the lake I'm going to. So maybe I should check it out. There you go. Well, I, I, the one thing about Pickwick in the summer is if you want to fish, the only thing I'm worried about is if you want to fish main lake in the summer, the weather pattern is the wind comes from the West and the current comes from the East. They stack up rough as shit. It gets really rough out on the main lake. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it can for a kayak. It could be really. It could be tough for a boat. I mean, I fish tournaments. I have a boat there, and absolutely brutal. That's a long lake, so it uh, it could be tough. You want to get offshore? You better have a a plan B because offshore you can get blown off your spot offshore. So it, it just is what it is. But yeah, let's go over to tournaments. I'll tell you what, man. I've been doing this for a while. There are, they're not all giant. I have never seen so many tournaments before. If you, oh, dude, I'm telling you, I was tired of talking about it last week. If you I don't see our sports blowing up, you are out of your mind because it's, there's clubs. There's so many clubs, so many tournaments. It really is crazy. How, how many you got? I had 21 last week. I didn't even count, man. <laughs> there's a bunch of, but a lot of them, I don't have that many, but there were a lot that were like 20, 25 people in there. And we make the cutoff 30 just because we can't talk about them all. But uh, we're we going to have to step it up to 40. Yeah, we might eventually. So the uh, Carolina Kayak Anglers, they were on Baden Lake, 66 anglers. Preston Hampton won that with 84 inches. Rick Morris in second with 82 and three quarter. And Joey Sullivan in third with 82 and a, 82 and a quarter. Clarksville Area Kayak Fishing Group, they were on Kentucky Lake, 30 anglers. Chuck Ledbetter, 81 and a half, won it. Uh, Alexis, or Alex, not sure, Joyce, 80 and a half. I think it's Alexis. I think that was the other female that was in the top three. Um, third was Bobby Brown. Every little step I take with 79 inches. Um, sorry. That was, oh, that was I knew you were going for it. Yeah. Uh, kayak anglers in Wow, paleo. Nah, that's wrong. But uh, 35 inches, Justin Kuhn won with 71 and a half. Jason Yazinski with 71 inches, and Shannon Garrett in third with 67 and a quarter. NACA, North Alabama, they were on uh, Lake Gunnersville, 49 anglers. Chris McNeil, tournament director. I don't know if he should be able to fish. I'm just saying. Well, that's I'm little, happy for him good. because he had, he had a kid, so he hasn't been able to like hang out and do as much with us. And then he showed up to Gunnersville and smoked everybody. So good job, Bubba. 
Yep. No, I'm, I'm kidding. He's he's great. Uh, he won it with 16 and a quarter, three fish, 16 and a quarter. That's even Gunnersville. I mean, you catch 60 inches for three fish in there and you're getting it done. But second place, Benjamin Benham, B E N, Benham, uh, 59 and a quarter as well. 59 and a quarter. And then Randall Wallace, the old frog king down there. He, uh, 56 and a quarter. That guy's always going to be in the top three. Made uh, me mad. He posted a picture of one of the fish he caught and with the frog in its mouth. And it's the same exact frog I was using. And it was not working for me. So <laughs> I got to have a talk with that man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Peach State kayak anglers. They were on Burton chain. Uh, Joseph Grayton. He won them with 92 and three quarter. Joseph Choi with 92 and a half. And Jeremy Meadows with 91 inches. Cag Bass Anglers of Central Arkansas. They had their Roadrunner, 32 anglers, Sean Daly in first with 74 and three quarter. Jeff Otts with 72 and three quarter. And Shannon Rice with 70 and a half. Nebraska Kayak Anglers, they were on Merritt. Not sure if that's a lake or a river, but uh, I, I pray a lake in Nebraska, I'm guessing. Uh, 42 anglers, Pat Lasak. 90 and a half. Joshua Dixon with 87 and three quarter. And Matt Avery in third with 87 and a half. I was also going to ask Ryan, is he related to Bill Nye, the science guy? <laughs> I meant to ask that. But uh, next, Natural State Kayak Anglers on Beaver Lake, 53 anglers. Jason Kinsey or Chinsey with 87 and three quarter. Krista. So that was the other female. The other one was a dude. Sorry, I pronounced your name wrong. Uh, you know, it's 2021. Who knows? Uh, 84 and a quarter. <laughs> Justin, you know, I don't, I don't, shouldn't even be saying gender nowadays, I guess. I, I don't know. Zen, uh, I don't even know what a Zen is, but third place, Justin Brewer. Woo, got way off course there. With 72 and three quarter. Minnesota, people in Minnesota are fishing now. Connecticut, Minnesota, all the, all the Yankees up there are fishing. Uh, Minnesota Kayak Fishing Association, 75 anglers. Daniel uh, Zimmer, Zimmershid with 70 and a half. Michael Thompson, I'm sorry, with 90 and a half. So, yeah, big bag on in Minnesota. Uh, Michael Thompson with 87 inches. And Joey Vano, that guy kills everywhere, also 87 inches. Colorado Kayak Fishing, uh, they didn't say where they were at, so who knows. But uh, 39 anglers, Joshua Gardner won that with 78 inches. Eric Ailey with 73 inches. And Alex Rojas, Rojas with 70 and a half. Uh, Yakabas, they were on California Delta, Delta, not Delta. Uh, 62 anglers, Damian Tal, that guy's unbelievable. He throws like a five-foot Carolina rig. Not five-foot. What did he tell us? It was like a 12-foot Carolina rig or something. Yeah, his is like stupid. I can't throw my four-foot one. Yeah, how do you throw? I, I remember him telling he's us. He's got that. one of those big surf casts. Yeah, he's like, like that video. Uh, he lassoes that bad boy. Yeah, that, that guy. Um, also, on my, I picked him from my fantasy fishing fishing team, but I don't think Yakabass counts, even though he won. But this was like a, a triple dip deal, so I'll explain that in a second. Yeah, he won it with an 89 and a quarter. So he was on the California Delta. Delta. I say it again. Dang. Well, your rednecks coming out tonight, Bubba. I'm not, man, I'm telling you. Uh, <laughs> but he won it. He won that on the California Delta. God. <laughs> just call it the I'm Delta and let it go. Uh, I'm just going to throw up a triangle. Uh, 62 anglers. He won it on the Delta. Okay. 
with 89 and a quarter, whoop the field, Ryan Coke with 83 and a quarter. So he won that by six inches. And Griffith Garibrandt with 83 and a quarter as well. Also this weekend was California Bass Nation Series on Clear Lake. That had a on so this is a different lake. I'm not sure what the days were. I didn't write that down, but I th- it must have been Saturday, Sunday. So Clear Lake had 139 anglers. Alex Cox, he was on KBN tonight, uh, along with Ryan. Go back and listen to that. He had Alex absolute hammer. And I'll tell you what, if he lived over here on this side of the country, he would be slaying everybody because that guy has to be like him and Damian Tao. There's a lot of great anglers out West, but them two guys have to be like top 10 in the country. I mean, they are, you know, Russ, Jody, Cody, they're up there at the very top, the absolute elite guys. And they, they don't get enough props, but he had a hundred and a quarter. John Myers with 87 and a half. Trenton Hoover with 87 and a quarter. And then Damian Talon, that one got 95 and a quarter. So Saturday he fished the Delta. Sunday he fished there and got fourth. And then also that tournament was a double dip with the West Wild West Bass Trail. They were on Clear Lake. So that was in conjunction with that Alabama, the California Bass Nation. Alex Cox won that one as well with 100 and a quarter. John Myers, 87 and a half. Damian Tao, I guess somebody didn't sign up. He got third in that with, with 95 and a quarter. I'll tell you what, this might be the biggest accomplishment of the year. Like somebody needed, we should have had Damian Tao on. He should have his own show because <laughs> that is an amazing weekend. I mean, for real, run. that is amazing. But he's been killing it out there. He does all the time. But um, And the biggest, not the biggest, but another tournament, the very last one, Cincinnati Kayak Fishing. They had a 150-mile radius tournament, 80 anglers, three fish limit. Adam Shepard won that with 59. Uh, Bert Gothis with 87 and a half. Sorry, I know I pronounced that wrong, Bert. And our very own, last but not least, Joshua Eldridge, the trash panda from Paddling Finn. He got third with 87 and a half. And that was against some Cincinnati kayak fishermen. They have. I'm telling you, Josh is good. Yeah. Like he, he you know, well, they showed out last year on. uh get crazy. What was it? St. Clair? Clair? Yeah, he had a good tournament there. No, I'm kidding. He's he's good, man. Now Josh, he don't give himself enough credit. Josh is good. Yeah, he can go out there. And I think Rap was in that too, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, he did. He did well too. I think he was in that. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. he said he caught a bunch of fish. He just couldn't get on any of the biggins. Brian, can you catch them. We have a lot of people. Susie, I mean, we have a lot of people at Paddling Pen. That I need to swap to the Noob Show, dude. This has been a bad year for me. It's like I had a really good year last year, not tournament wise, just. I caught a bunch of good fish, learned a whole lot, and I don't know if it's because I haven't been able to put some time in this year, but I have royally sucked all year, and that's getting frustrating. It'll happen. Like, I can't even do any side bets with the noobs right now. I'm pretty sure Sean could kick my butt. Hey, Sean. Sean's been on some really good smallmouth. (laughs) Sean's coming up, but he lives on Susquehanna, so he's just I'm definitely jealous. That's the tournament I wanted, like the new place I wanted to go this year. I wanted to go to the Susky event, stay with him, and talk him into fishing that one. Because I think that's a Hobie. Yeah. I think. But I, I wanted him to. I can't remember. Yeah. There's so many damn tournaments now. I don't know. I'm There's not- a tournament on the Susky at some point. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's a whole show. Uh, last live. 
It was nice knowing you live shows. Until but, someone talks us into this crap again. Yeah, I'm sure we'll be on a live show for too long. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. There you go. But, uh, yeah, we'll see y'all on a, on a podcast. And uh, appreciate it. We'll, we'll keep the links. Like I said, I'll, I'll make sure we get the links to the YouTube posted for those of y'all that do like to watch it versus, uh, you know, listen to it on the the different streaming devices and services and uh, our YouTube page needs some love anyway. So if you don't go over there and give us a follow on that, like subscribe, hit the little bell notification. So, you know, every time we post something and it's going to go off every morning. There you go. And check out Summerland outdoors. <laughs> I'll throw that in there too. Yeah, check if you're out. going towards Nashville, check out music city outdoors. Yeah, we That's something we have to talk about. Jimmy runs. I know we have before, but I'm really interested in how you build a team. You run the team for uh, Music City. That's a, that's a really interesting topic. Like you con people, you're like, look, I'll give you a billion dollars to do this, how and then you just don't you don't do it. Yeah. No, no, we can do. It. We'll talk about it one day. It'd be cool. We get get a couple other team yeah. guys in here. Like uh, I know Steve runs the dugout team, and I don't know if Craig does the directs the Westbrook team or if Craig die. I know he used to do the direct the hook one team. He did a really good job with the hook one team. I can 100% say, well, how I'm doing this is how he did hook one. Cause it worked so well. So maybe we'll put together some show like that or something. Yeah. That, that'd be an interesting show. How you get on a team, how you build it, what, it, what happens, stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Yeah. All right, everybody. We'll see you all next week. Be safe out there and where your PFDs later. Good night. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle in Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle in Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle in Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler Button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures located in Northern Illinois for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com. You're listening to the Waypoint Podcast Network, brought to you in part by HuntStand, the number one hunting and land management app. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors, every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.